Chapter One of Hellenic History. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chad Horner from Ballyclare, in County Antrim, Northern Ireland, situated in the northeast of the island of Ireland. Hellenic History by George Willis Botsford. Chapter One: Country and People. In the history of the Greeks, the centre of interest lies not in their peninsula but in the coasts and islands of the aegean sea which collectively formed the very heart of hellas it was not till they had passed the zenith of their development that the interior and north of the mainland came into prominence for their beginnings it is instructive to take note of their situation in the great cultural area which borders the eastern half of the mediterranean sea in this area mankind first emerged from barbarism it is a region which at the dawn of history was especially subject to immigration we may infer then that from concentration added to natural growth the population became too dense to find support in hunting fishing and gathering wild fruits and nuts the productive valleys of the nile and the euphrates and to a less degree the small alluvial plains at the mouths of the rivers on both aegean coasts invited to agriculture from tilling the soil however rudely to the higher stages of civilization the way was comparatively easy this development was favored by the mild subtropical climate less enervating than the equatorial heat it yet rendered life far easier than is possible in the temperate zones on the mediterranean shores men need less food clothing and shelter they live more in the open air in social contact with one another thus their struggle for existence is not all-absorbing they have more leisure to devote to thought and to the creation of the adornments of life and more opportunity for discussion for the interchange and clarification of ideas communication between the aegean region and the orient was easy the ships of crete sailed south but a short way to libya and thence crept along the coast to the delta the aegean shores are lined with harbours well adapted to the small vessels of early time in fact the sea between these coasts is itself so to speak a great harbour opening to the orient these conditions brought south-eastern europe and the adjacent anatolian coast into closest historical relations with the east broadly then the aegean region was one with the great valleys of the nile and euphrates all were included in the home of the oldest civilization within this wide area however were striking contrasts of geography hence of historical growth the aegean region on the highway of migration and traffic between two continents attracted strangers of diverse race and genius and these emigrant particularities combined to make the greeks extremely versatile the interaction too of strangers upon one another their rivalries and efforts at mutual adjustment provided a most powerful stimulus to progress in babylonia on the other hand this force was less operative while in egypt it existed only at certain crises great political contrasts too arose the necessity of regulating the waters of the nile and euphrates called into existence vast systems of cooperative labor enforced by an absolute king whereas in the aegean world the division of the country into little islands or on the mainlands 
diminutive plains separated by high mountain ranges encouraged the grouping of the population in small independent communities the conditions of life within these little states together with the reciprocal relations among them contributed enormously to the development of individuality and intelligence the genius of the people in these directions was further determined by the mountainous character of their country in this rugged environment a man could readily make a living for himself and his family in independence by hunting birds and beasts pasturing a few domestic animals and tilling a small patch of ground he had little need of neighbours still less of kings his courage he exercised in battle with the wild boar the bear leopard and lion against any force likely to menace his home he could depend on his strong arm or at the worst on flight to some hidden or guarded refuge hence arose his fearlessness the foundation of his character on the sole basis of courage rested liberty to do and think on liberty rested intelligence and individuality in a large degree too the nature of the people was determined by the products of their country although greece could never compare in fertility with central europe england or america it was far more productive anciently than now there was then a smaller area of bare rock the soil was thicker richer and better supplied with moisture yet even in earliest times it was but a lean country with its thin flesh barely covering the bones which here and there protruded nakedly high mountain tops were crowned with bald rocks bordered with a fringe of alpine plants below the snow line grew forests of pine fir cedar oaks of several kinds beech bay and some wild fruits as the apple pear and grapes the plain and cypress are thought to be importations and the chestnut walnut and almond do not appear till late in history the thin woods permitted the growth of brush and grass which pastured domestic animals the mountaineer gave his chief attention to rearing pigs fattening them on the abundant acorns which afforded to a substantial element of the family diet on the mountain side below the forest zone lay the drier thinner soiled scrubland covered with the anemone asphodel hyacinth myrtle juniper and other plants there was a lack of berries but the many flowers gave food to bees that supplied the inhabitants with their sole material sweetness over this zone of scrub ruled the shepherds with their herds of sheep and goats that perpetually nibbled their dry prickly food and furnished the more refined people of the villages with leather wool milk and meat for the protection of their flocks and pasture rights the shepherds became warlords each surrounded by an army of savage dogs the winter cold drove them to encroach on the neighbouring plains where often on questions of trespass and damage they waged battle with the tillers of the soil these plains lay either wholly surrounded by mountains or between mountain range and sea here the soil none too good produced wheat when at its best otherwise barley spelt and millet among the vegetables were peas beans onions leeks and garlic the fruits were apples pears quinces pomegranates figs grapes and chief of all olives the date palm grew in southern peloponnese and the neighbouring islands olive oil was used for food for anointing the body and for burning in lamps flax provided oil and linen 
in addition to files and the smaller domestic animals the farmers reared donkeys mules and occasionally cows there were few horses except in biota and thessalae and everywhere they were the ornament of luxurious wealth used by the cavalry in war and in time of peace for riding and driving but never as beasts of burden summarily the animal and vegetable products far from affecting a surplus of riches were too scant to support meagerly a moderately dense population if a leisurely class was to exist and a high degree of refinement to be attained the greeks would have to find other sources of wealth turning from farming and grazing to minerals we discover an almost equal lack of resources euboea produced copper though not nearly enough to supply the demand and for tin a necessary ingredient of much used bronze the greeks had to depend wholly on importations it was not till near the end of the second millennium bc that they began to use iron in the industries they find it in euboea and the island of seraphus and far more abundantly in the mountain range of tegetus laconia in spite of this restricted mining area the yield allowed a surplus for export of the two precious metals gold must have been relatively abundant and easily obtained in the minoan age though we do not know where was the source of supply in the historical period it was found in the islands of cephnus and thasus and the opposite thracian coast doubtless however some of the gold used by the greeks came from foreign lands silver was mined along with the gold and in attica laurium produced it with lead in building stone alone is all greece rich and the best of marbles come from mount pentelicus in attica and the island of paris in the fourth century the athenians began to derive profit from its exportation last but not least in importance were the clay fields distributed over all greece which made possible the potter's trade no coal was mined and even now within the mediterranean basin little has been found and that of inferior quality wood and charcoal supplied the heat necessary for cooking and the industries the natural economic resources however varied were all limited in quantity a greek therefore had to make the best use of his scant means to study economy next to fearlessness and love of liberty moderation was the greatest quality of the race this principle holds not only for eating drinking shelter and the other material things of life but equally for literature and the fine arts the simple self-restraint of hellenism the product of a long severe training contrasts with the redundance of means employed by all other european artists ancient and modern another feature of greece which bore powerfully on character is to be sought in the lack of unity between coast and interior we have seen that the nature of the country its division by waters and by high mountain ranges into islands and little plains prevented the inhabitants from massing together in large social and political groups exploitation of the interior and the north which formed their back country would have demanded a united effort like that which brought the north american colonies under a single government but this region was crowded with mountains inaccessible and repellent which forced the plain and coast people to the sea as their sphere of life to colonization and commerce this course of action still further stimulated their intelligence and enterprise but tended even more to decentralization whereas great continental undertakings call for unity a single city whether athens or venice has found it easier unhampered 
by political dependence to create a great naval power and an extensive commerce the factors that mould character thus far considered are in whole or part economic it is possible however to find in the country physical features which act directly on the mind first of all is the endless variety contrasting with the monotony of egypt the ever-changing landscapes which made for versatility whereas the egyptians seem to us like so many slices from the same cheese we find among the ancient greeks as great differences among civilized men of the whole world today there was no typical greek the landscapes too are always suggestive beyond the nearer range is another higher and the one still further away presents an opening through which are revealed more distant heights thus the imagination is tempted forth beyond its immediate surroundings to embark on voyages of mental exploration the beauty it meets on the way is not sensuous inviting to eat drink or and sleep rather it is intellectual appealing to the noblest faculties of man these naked jagged mountain heights be it noticed have no economic value they do their part in awakening a love of beauty for its own sake which has created for all time the absolute ideal of art akin is the love of truth for its own sake that noble intellectual ideal unmastered by thought of worldly gain which made the greeks the discoverers of the principles of knowledge the creators of science and philosophy End of chapter one